Okay, you don't like that? Okay, so hello. Hey, this is the, the Brothers. Turn it. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on, this is good. Come on. I was going to do it, but then you started it, and I got weird. Just, and we still rolling. Okay. okay. Come on, welcome to the Brothers 3 Podcast. Welcome to the Brothers 3 Podcast. This is Brothers 1 Daughter, so it's basically Cousin 1. No, you would be, if we the Brothers 3, the listener, they fam. You said that was lame. I like it because it's still big. This is a squad. This is the this is the three squad. We'll, we'll name them the three Tri squad. squad. Yeah, the tri squad. Well, I'm not changing the name, but I'm changing the name to squad. Are you gonna tell the people? You gonna give them a cool name? You, you guys gonna... are now the tri squad. You guys are. That awesome. mean we got three people listening. You guys are now like the a billion squad because you guys are awesome. You guys listen. Um, you guys take everything seriously and stuff. So I'm gonna. The brother one talk because he got nothing else to do today. So I take you okay. to the store and go to the movies and eat. So okay, yeah. well thank you, anonymous <laughs> child. You gonna tell him? You gonna give him a cool name? Or oh, what's your... my name is Fluffy, but <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. But <laughs> hello and welcome to the Brothers Three Podcast for April 29th, two thousand eighteen. Uh. <laughs> That was uh, fluffy, but so we got brother number one. Uh, you got brother number two, aka singer two one nine. You got brother number three. You got DJ Black Bean. Uh, you got a lot of characters that will be making appearances. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the Brothers Three Podcast for. Uh, April 29th, 2018. What's up, fam? Um, trying a different format. Oh, uh, I guess I owe some apologies for the last episode. Still kind of learning the system. So, you know, there are mistakes will be made. And, you know, I ended, I ended it without signing off. I ended it without, without, uh, finishing my thought. So, that's that's a mistake on my bad. That was that was a mistake on my part. And again, we we you know, fam, we forgive each other. So appreciate uh you know, appreciate you taking time, you know. It ain't like it's costing you nothing, you know, just a little bit of your little bit of your time, no money though. So you know, it's you know, it's a free product. That going this is this is the beta, you know. And this is brother one, you know. Once I get brother two and brother three in, there'll be more quality control. There'll be stricter guidelines reinforced. But right now, it's a one-man show. You know. So if you want to call the Sandman in with the hook and drag me off the Apollo stage, start booing in. That, that's fine. You know, it's heartless on your part. I've been fighting all my life. And I had another fight today. Well, first and foremost, before I get into that, I was watching the news yesterday, and the world's going crazy. I mean, between the current political situation, whatever. But I saw something that I didn't think I'd ever see in my lifetime, and a lot of people never probably thought they'd see North and South Korea actually reuniting. 
I don't know if they was reuniting, but they was hugging and they seemed to be making nice, nice. And that's, uh, that's real monumental. That's, I mean, cause Vietnam War was going on, you know, capitalism versus communism and, you know, they split the country in half and the demilitarized zone. And, uh, even after the Vietnam War ended, you know, these, these two countries they couldn't reconciliate and, you know, the demilitarized zone. People was defecting from North Korea to South Korea and the demilitarized zone. They were at, they were still technically at war. You know, they had people set up there. They had, they had orders to shoot on site. And if they hit this one siren, the war was still going on. So, you know, the world moved on and, Anyway, you know, that was going on. So I saw them reunite. And they, that gave me hope. You know, they gave me a lot of hope. Say it with a heart, people. And then, uh, you know, people still fighting battles. You know, Bill Cosby just got convicted of his situation. They ain't going to get political on here any more than we already have. But <laughs> somebody said that. Bill Cosby attorney fell asleep during the trial. I just shook my head. I just, cause me, I was thinking Bill Cosby got another one, you know, just got that boy, just couldn't finish the deal, you know. I, <laughs> it makes me laugh, like, you know, because what he does or did. It ain't funny the situation, just this, it's ironic maybe. Might be using that word wrong. It feels like that might be. Uh, might be appropriate. So anyway, fighting. Now, brother number one, growing up, did not have to fight. Didn't uh, use my words for the most part. Four minutes in, use my words for the most part. And the times I did have to fight, uh, they were hit and miss at best. They hit me, my punches missed, so it was hit and miss. But the I think all men have to go through a fight. Something to be said about testing limits, you know. And I remember I was 13 in summertime. I was in front of my house and I don't know. I didn't go outside very often, but this one time I did. Everyone in the neighborhood was out, you know, outside. So I came outside and there was another guy. And again, when you're 13, when you look back, you analyze things. When you're 13, you don't pay attention to certain things. But after the initial ass whooping, it's oh, okay, this A, B, and C led to D. D shit getting kicked out of me. So anyway, I got into an argument with this guy, 17. I already been in juvie a couple times. And me, I'm fresh face, 13, go to a gift and talented school. And I was, you know, so I'm out there. We get into an argument about something. And I tell him, like, look, man, you better go on for, you know, kick your ass. He like, okay. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. The guy who's the loudest is probably the guy that's most afraid to fight. In my experience, if you cool, calm, collective, you know, you might be the, you might be the jujitsu master. You might be that, you might have hands. But if you got a guy in the bar, I wish somebody would put their hands on me because, whoo, oh, gee, it's going to go down. No, he probably can't fight. So anyway, 
I tell him I'm going to kick his ass. He said, okay, cool. And he walk off. I'm like, yeah, you better walk, man, because these problems right here, it's problems you don't want in your life. Not at this young age. Shit can get real, real. You know, everybody laughing. Everybody sneeze, 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 giggling. They were like, oh, yeah, you really told him. Yeah, I thought I did. So, now let's fast forward a little bit. It's fall. You know, I'm walking to the store. I'm going to the store, and back in them days, we had a corner store. So, I'm going to the store. I cut through the alley. This is also the first day I decided to sag my pants. You know, crisscross was out. They're telling people to jump, jump. In seventh, eighth grade, ain't nobody wearing deodorant. So, jump, jump. They turned to funk, funk. But I got my pants sagging. And y'all, I'm busting a deep sag. I'm not, it's not casual. I got my belt cinched around my hips. Around my, like, my hips are pent together. Like, maybe four inches above my knee. I'm like, yeah, okay, this looks real good. Can't really walk. But I'm like, yeah, no, this is. This is what the cool kids do. So, go to the store, get my little, you know, what, chips and dips or whatever, you know, my little snack cakes or whatever. I'm walking back through the alley. Now, the problem with being a loud mouth is you don't remember everybody you mouth off to. So, 17-year-old, he happened to be coming through the alley like he had a gate. Uh, the house, His house had a, a, a gate at the back of the house. So he like, hey, what's up, man? And you heard how I said that? I ain't say, hey, what's up? No, hey, what's up, man? It's, there's aggression there. At 13, you don't know that. Hey, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, what's up? He say, uh, don't I owe you something? Again, these are threatening tones. He's living, you know, GI. Don't I owe you something? I, man, I'm like, I don't think so. Me and my gifted and talented man, I'm like, does he owe me money? Cause he was poor, you know. Maybe I gave him a dollar. It don't sound it sound like me, but it don't sound like me. So it goes like this. I'm coming. What's up, me? What's up? Don't I owe you something? I don't know. Give me what you know. Give me what you. Owe. My man casually opens up the gate, take the lock off. I'm not the way he did it. I'm like okay, cool. He's going to give me something, man. My man walks up to me, casual, he ain't running, ain't no, you know, he about that action. So he walks up to me, and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at his hands, like, okay, what's up? What, what do you owe me? My man turned at the hip, I thought he was digging in his back pocket. This boy gave me the most fiercest jab. This thing came from, you know, Wakanda. This thing was vibranium laced. And that boy cracked me across my jaw. I mean... Look, I, I wasn't there. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have it recorded. But trust me, I'm pretty sure some soul came on my body. That boy hit me with that ooh bam It was like, bam. You know, at this age, he probably would have thrown his back out. But that boy hit me. I, my, I didn't fall. But I remember being able to see, like, my ankle. That's how hard he hit me. My head went all the way down there. Like, is your shoes tied? Yes. So, by the time I pull my head back from checking my shoes, he takes off running. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I got to. No, I no. Retributions is in order. I'm taking off running. Now, remember, I got. I'm sagging. I'm cool now. You know, because the streets know who I am. They would never assault me in an alley. 
with little Debbie snack cakes in my hand. Man, I'm taking off. I'm sprinting, but again, legs cinched. So now I fall. He takes off. I fall, and this is old school alley, so it ain't nothing but gravel and dirt. And I'm going so fast, I slide. So it's like skid. I skid to a stop on my side. And <laughs> I see that boy take off down the alley. So now I got to get up. Get up and checking myself. I had tidy whities on. So not only is the side of my hip full of pebbles and dirt and scarred up, now my tidy whities is all stained up, which probably wouldn't have been a problem, but the stain was on the really wrong side. How you get dirt, quote unquote, skid marks on your side? Normally those are reserved for the back. So I knocked the pebbles off of me and walked like a penguin, an abused penguin. <laughs> Back down the alley. I don't even think I look for my cookies and cakes. I mean, you know, what's the point? Now, brother number two, it's 11 minutes. We're doing good. Now, brother number two, his fights is, he fights from a different place. You know what I'm saying? Brother number two is a calm man, but under calm, you know, calm waters, there's a raging sea, you know. So you don't mess with that. Now, I wasn't there for most of his fights. You know, he didn't fight very often. But when he did, my man went down swinging. Like, what? No. Okay, stop. Here comes the teacher. No, let the teacher witness what you've done to bring forth this righteous indignation. You know. So, brother number two, the fights I did witness was because, you know, I used to pick on him. I went to like about eight or nine. And I remember, you know, I used to pick on him, pick on him. I mean, I did it because I was bored. You know, he, he, he is fun to hit on my brother. Whatever. And I remember one time, <laughs> he was like, you ain't going to hit me no more. And actually fought me back. Like, okay. Like, this is before there was a Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan powering up. My man was like, you ain't going to hit me no more. And he did the stance. You know, and that boy came at me with fury. I was like, oh, Jesus. Now, when he did that, I remember for like about three, four days, I kept kind of looking at him. Like, we was doing what we did, play Nintendo or whatever. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, like, was that just a fluke? Or is it really no more beating on brother number two? You know, after about three days, I was like, well, I got to see. Because, I mean, that was, that was, that was tricky, but let me, let me see. Is he really, does he stand by that word? I think I probably smack him in the back of the head or something. <laughs> he turned around and said, I told you you ain't gonna hit me no more. <laughs> and lunged at me. And as we was tussled, I was like, oh Jesus, I've awoken, I've awakened the lion. Like we, and after that, never put my hands on him again. Cause he meant what he said. He said what he meant. Now, brother number three, you know, we grew up in a different age, you know. I'm 10 years older. So, you know, I'm 18. He eight. And y'all, just simple math. Y'all know what it is. So, I remember, and I hate to tell his story because I'm pretty sure he could tell it way better than mine. I just always saw the aftermath. You know, this boy had hands. You talking about hand, boy, okay. Like, he, he didn't take no smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm... You know, meek and calm and whatever. 
And but you know, so he was telling me like, oh man, just got into a fight. I'm like, okay, well, what happened? Man, I was over here, and this happened. Dude said something, so I punched him in the eye. <laughs> like it wasn't no, it wasn't no. Uh, oh, and then I said, and I said something witty, and he didn't like that. And ha ha, it was a battle of the minds. It was like, nah, nah. Violence was in order. Violence was served. And then I came home and watched Barney. Like it was <laughs> that kind of that always kind of stuck with me. It was like there's there's a there's certain people that are okay with getting physical, and I nest I was not one of them. And I was spoon feeding Cheerios to somebody who obviously was, you know. So anyway, our fights have evolved. You know, pushing forty. There's no physical situation. You know. But we do have disagreements. Now, the reason is because this podcast was going to go a different way. But something happened to me, you know, so I got to speak on it. I think maybe I'm getting bullied as an elderly person. I don't want to call, you know, the police or nobody get, but I feel like as an elderly person, there's certain abuse I shouldn't have to take. And I think, brother number two, uh, did it. So, anyway, now Friday, uh, Avengers: Infinity War come out. You know, biggest movie of the year. Long away, this, that, and other. My brother asked me, you know, do I want to go? Now, some backstory: biggest movie of the year sold out, broke the box office record for pre-order sales. So my brother asked me, do I want to go see it in IMAX 3D? And these tickets are reserved. You know, if you buy movie tickets, you know, the regular movie, just buy your ticket, you fit in, get in where you fit in. But, you know, IMAX 3D, you got the, oh, you want to see 3A? You ain't, you better get yourself out of 3A because 3A is here. He got a ticket. You ain't got 3A. You got to move. Now, the older I get, I got standards. I can't. I don't want to sit too close to the screen. I don't want to see Spider Man flipping at me, shooting the web, you know. And I got to lean my head back. I don't want to sit too close to the speaker. There's a sweet spot in the IMAX 3D. I got to be at, you know. I got to see all the screen. I got, you know, I can't have the music blaring in my face. That's just certain things I want in my life. Certain I I accept nothing less. So anyway, I text my brother. Okay, cool. He tell me there's three movie tickets here and two movies and they scattered out. Sparse. Ticket seats are limited. Okay, cool. Well, he tell me to row. He said like 15 E through 17 E or something. That's too close for me. Mm-mm. I reject that deal. The devil is a lie. I don't want it. So, instead of me saying that, I said, uh. but it's family. You know, it's family. I, you know, okay, yeah, buy the tickets and, uh, you know. I'll pay you back. He's like, nah, I ain't buying tickets. You buy. Well, see, I don't shop online. Another thing about being old, I don't, I don't trust the government like that. I don't put my credit card information in, you know, in everything. Oh, let's go to Hulu. Let's go to Fandango. Let's go to, you know, no, I, I grew up, you know, when you sign your name, you covered your, you covered your writing hand. So couldn't nobody copy your signature. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do all that technology like that. 
So I'm like, well, Rome now on shot. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, technical difficulties. Uh, anyway, I was telling this person, brother number two, whoever he may be, don't know, you know, don't know nothing. So anyway, uh, I tell brother number two, I shop online as much as I have to. I don't tell him this, but this is just my, I, I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. So anyway, brother number two trying to get me out of my comfort zone. Now, I don't want to go, uh, not so much not to hang out, but I don't want to go because of the seating situation. And then I also don't want the hassles of, if it's the highest box office breaking movie, I don't want to fight somebody like, you know, old school eBay days. Okay, well, I bid on it. Then you bid on it. And that's a bid war. And that's going down 39 seconds. And I got two computers. And I'm trying to hack that. And I don't, I don't feel like doing that. But there's also another underlining factor. I was broke. Now, you know, I told him, you buy the ticket. Now I'll pay you back. I made him a word, and I will put him back. Fact of the matter is, I had no money till Monday. You know, and I don't want to be like, look, man, your brother broke. It was a group. It was a family text. I said, well, nah, I, I, you know, I just, I'm okay. I'm cool. You know, like when you ain't got no money, the homie's going out to drink. You know, you got $12 in your pocket. You going to grab you a beer? Grab your water. Yeah. The homie's like, let's do shots. No, I gotta get up early in the morning. I'm, you know, I'm getting my life over to God. I'm trying to stop to get that drinking demon. You know, alcoholism running my family. You know, you don't want to tell everybody, look, I'm broke. I got nothing. So, I said, no, I'm cool. So then in the group text, he hit me up, a, you know, the next day. You buy them tickets? No, I ain't buy them tickets. So now you want to call me. Brother number two won't call. He, he yo, was, what's this? Why, why, why ain't you buy the ticket? I told you I don't shop online. That ain't true. You bought stuff online before, which I have. I, I, ha I have. You got a Hulu account? Yes, I do. Those things took, I had to put on reading glasses, refine print. Oh, we need your credit card number. Now I got to sit here, find that credit card. And, type all that stuff in yeah so yes those things but though there was also they wasn't time sensitive so i'm like look yeah i have bought things online yes you gotta be boom guilty as charged and you could have went with the family you're right i, I could have i could have went with the family so why ain't you buy the ticket because i'm broke i'm broke is that what you want to hear i'm broke I told you to buy the tickets why didn't you buy the tickets you would have got your money back i could have saved face so, and <laughs> this is the hardest thing for a man to admit that he broke. Just, no, nah, I don't want that. You do want I hear your stomach growl. He wants some of his pizza. Go have with me. No, nah, I'm a Muslim. I don't eat that swine no more. Use a lying half. You love that the best part of the pig is the best thing going. You right. Matter is, I'm broke. Cause you don't know how that's gonna be received if you tell somebody you broke. Oh, I thought you was 
handling your business. I am handling my. That's why I'm broke. Ain't no bills not paid. Just don't have money for the extravagancies. So, anyway, long story short, he bought the tickets, saw the movie, pay him back in a couple days. Beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing experience. Um, so. Brother three, whatever your name may be, <laughs> um, you know, it was a good, good time. So, okay. Let's see. We got about 21 minutes in. We, we rocking. We rocking. All right. I would tell you this, what I hate. I hate Arkansas. This ain't going back to the original thing, but just I want to put this out here. Arkansas. If somebody told me Jesus was doing a concert in Arkansas, got all 12 disciples down there, like a reunion tour. They was down there. He had sandals on and he was doing all the hits, water and wine, and walking on water, people touching his clothes and getting healed. Their bald spots was growing back in and. And and uh, women with issues of blood, which I think was a prolonged period, menstrual cycle. I guess she kept bleeding. They didn't have tampons, not super absorbent. They didn't have no cotex, nothing. And then they had robes on top of that. So if you bled through your robe riding a camel, I mean, you was hit like good weed, you know. If somebody told me Jesus and 12 disciples. With the archangel band behind them, blowing them trumpets, playing when the saints go marching in. And how long are they going to have to play that song? They need to get another hit. Anyway, if they told me that, they said, if they playing in Arkansas, I guess I, I wouldn't go. I am convinced that Arkansas is, if you was walking towards hell, you just got out your house and started walking. And the first thing you'd probably see was like a plague or something, or dead people or something. And then, you know, as you start walking close to hell, like things got bad. I think Arkansas is the mouth of hell. It's my personal experiences. If you live in Arkansas, I feel sorry for you. The reason I feel that way is because I was driving to Tennessee. It took a different way from from Indiana down to Tennessee. The way I took, like just took me by Arkansas. Now, looked at my gas hand. My gas hand was low. There was an exit to get off and go into Arkansas. At this time, I was naive. Arkansas was just a funny spelled state. Spelled like Arkansas. So I get out, get off the highway, go get some gas. Pull up, and I'm looking outside. Things ain't looking right. But I do need gas. I'm on E. And before I get out, I have, I have my daughter and my wife at the time with me. And I just keep seeing like my the vision outside just didn't look right. Couldn't put my finger on it. Then I'm like, oh, there's gnats everywhere. There's, I mean, literally everywhere. Like normally there's just a cloud of gnats swirling around. But like every, if I looked out the wind, the front window, the side windows. The back window looked up at the street light. Nets, nets everywhere. I'm like, well, I need this gas. I open up the car door. 
close it. I got on shorts because I'm driving to Tennessee. These ain't nets. They mosquitoes. And I mean mosquitoes everywhere. Like they by the light. They around the pumps. They surrounded my car. All around the building. Literally every flipping where, right? So I run inside and I'm swatting. I mean, I'm really, I'm literally doing the running man, the Tommy Jerry. I'm slapping myself. You think I have two rats? I go up in there. I see the cashier. He's just sitting there, business as usual. I see two police officers, state troopers, a white one and a black one. So I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, it's the end of the world. Like this is one of the plagues in the Bible. Instead of locusts, they mosquitoes. You know, you know, malaria, they carry malaria, all kind of blood-borne pathogens. So it's redneck blood mixed in with these mosquitoes. And they, they, they wreaking havoc. So I walk up to them, still slapping out of trauma. They wasn't in the store, but I'm just like, I smell citronella. So maybe they got a candle or something burning. I'm like, yo, uh, y'all see what's going on outside? And the white officer looked at me. Looked at the black officer. The black officer looked at me, looked at each other. They're like, what's going on? Is there an emergency going on? Is something that requires police assistance? But they don't say nothing. They look and they turn back at me. I'm saying, man, all the mosquitoes. Then they start laughing. They're like, <laughs> welcome to Arkansas. What you mean, welcome to Arkansas? Like, they don't like, man, my family, they about to carjack my, my car. They about to bust and... And take them away. Like, what you mean? Welcome to Arkansas. And the black one, big dude, muscular, country fed. <laughs> you know what the state bird of Arkansas is? No, I don't. <laughs> it's the mosquito. And they both start laughing. I guess that's one joke they tell people if you ain't ever been to Arkansas. I realize I ain't going to get no help. So I run back out there. I mean, for, I ain't ran, ran. Not even in high school. I ain't, I don't run. Man, put that in fifth gear. My legs, I'm pumping, man. I almost, I grabbed the door. I'm bracing myself because I'm about to, as soon as the door swing open, I'm going. Like, I'm, I'm, got to save my family. So I run out there, slide my credit card in the slot, jam the, 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 the nozzle into the gas tank, and I click it up. So it is self pump. Now I'm looking at my family through the window, like, Hey, don't open the door. Don't open whatever happens. Don't you open this door. So I get seven dollars in, which wasn't a lot. But it was enough to drive us away from there. I threw the I grabbed the nozzle, spilling gas, slam it back in the in in the, the thing you put your gas tank, the the gas pump holder in, jump in the car, and take off. I mean, I did like an illegal Yui and ties a skirt. You know, hey, by the time them police get me, I know they got a bulletproof vest, but them mosquitoes gonna carry them off. So we driving. I'm like, did y'all see that? My daughter, like, I'm scared. I'm scared. Like, I'm scared too. Man, we driving. There's dots in the car. So I turn on the light. The mosquitoes, by the time it took me to open the door to get in, took me to open the door to get out, the mosquitoes then, they, it's like, it's a, it's a cloud of mosquitoes in the car. So now I'm on the highway. We swerving. 
And we slapping at windows and we leaving. They ain't got blood in them. Some of mine, some of, I don't know who all slapping this window. Boom, boom, boom. And ah, ah, ah. man, I had seven mosquitoes smashed just on my side. And we actually huffing and puffing. I rolled the window down so I can like suck them out. Like the end of a scary movie, you know, like T-1000 on the back of the car. And then when he fell off, it looks like, ding, 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 as they drove away. And T-1000 like, that's all right, I'll get you. I'll get you. So, yeah. I guess my Tennessee family told me, uh, since Arkansas, was, I guess that particular exit is right off the river, in the summertime, or well, maiden season for mosquitoes, you know, it's terrible down there. But my thing is this. If you know, back, you know, settling days, okay, this looks like good land. We're going to settle here. They're going to make this, you know, well, we're going to put our put our flag in the ground. We're going to say, this is where we start a new life, free from oppression. That first summer, when mosquitoes came through and ate all the livestock, and, 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 and I would no, you know what? Made a mistake. Let's go a couple hundred miles. Like this ain't what God told us to stop. We need to. Well, I'm listening to the devil, letting the devil influence me. Let's keep moving. No, for hundreds of years. If I had my computer up, I'd look to see when Arkansas was established. For hundreds of years, every summer, like they come through and slaughter the people. We'll rebuild. We won't leave. We stand our ground. Man, please. Then y'all didn't build buildings. Imagine going through the 60s, oppression, racial oppression and tension, and then every summer, not only as you dealing with cops and marching, and then y'all wasn't taking a bus for civil rights, you know, y'all gonna stand inside there, y'all gotta walk. And every summer, the mosquitoes is carrying away black children's and, you know, dogs and stuff. You know, how you gonna march for civil rights? You gotta fight the police. Police dogs. They spray you with the hose. Then the mosquitoes is carrying away all the wounded people on the battlefield. Nope. Nope. Not my jelly. Not my jam. I ain't doing it. So. Yeah, my th- how? How you go about life as usual in Arkansas? Better yet, what? You a stripper. You know? You some rinky dinky strip club. It's hot. Heat is oppressive. And they play on pumps in the bump or uh back that ass up. I'm not calling to the stage. Cinnamon. And she gotta go up there. Girl, you look good, won't you back that thing? And she's slapping her booty at me, but really she trying to keep the mosquitoes off of her. You know, that's just some jobs you gotta have less clothes. Stripping is one of them, so by default, you're gonna be a stripper. Get up stage look like you got measles. And then you're going to sit on somebody's lap. Talking about, can, can I interest you in a lap? Dance? Heck no. Can I interest you in some off or some, you know, some rubbing alcohol on them open wounds that the mosquitoes left all on your flesh? Or better yet, being a teenager in Arkansas, summertime, you out of school. I like you, Billie Jean. I like you too. Paul, crazy that the girl got a boy name, but you know, I like you, Billie Jean. I think you're really cute. 
I like you too, Paul. And I reckon I'd like to know you in an intimate sense. Well, well, that sounds, that sounds just swell. I guess if you just walk over here and, you know, we can get to fornicating. I think Arkansas is in the Bible Belt. You got to get and walk. Me and we'll walk for it. We'll walk for some intimacy. Then you get over there, you know, because you got to put off on before you go out. out. So you 17, well, let's say 15. It's hot. And let's say maybe you don't wash good enough. So now as you come over there, musty balls, you got to spray off, sweating to get over there. And then she a young girl, so she probably ain't, you know, she ain't don't know the cleaning process of vaginas areolas. Technical term for vagina. Yeah. So now then you gotta walk back because you can sweat off all that off. All the furious uh, uncoordinated love making before our parents get home. So now you gotta walk. Now the mosquitoes gonna be double tempted by you because it's funk, the sex funk and the pituitaries and and then that is the humidity. You die walking home from blood loss. It's just, I don't, yeah. So I don't like Arkansas. Never have. Probably never will. So. So, yeah, that'll do it for this episode of Brothers 3 Podcast. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening in. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday with another episode, and uh, um, they say in church, uh, "May the Lord watch between me and thee." Well, now that's that's blasphemy. That that's that's blasphemous. Um, uh, y'all be safe out there, and y'all tune in to me. That's kind of self promotion, but I I don't I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so be safe. Love y'all. Love you, fam. Bye.